Let's get nuts. everybody welcome to film junkie live it's monday it's monday and we're in november holy crap are the christmas commercials just running rampant there's literally one right now while talking about the uh the santa claus series season two which i enjoyed the first season so you know nothing wrong with that i like the santa claus series you don't even know anyways What's happening, everybody? How you guys doing today? Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. I'm doing pretty good. Not too shabby. So make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff and everything. Let's see who's out there. Oh, wait. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up my chat window here, huh? Okay. There we go. Yes, this live stream is the best. Tell your uh, friends, tell everybody what's going on. We got Ryan right here. We got Jason. Good to see ya. Hello there, gorgeous. We got Miss Nighthawk right there. Hello, my dear. And we got Eleanor. What's cooking? Well, well, I mean, the rock's not here, so you know you can't smell what he's cooking. But hey, you know. So, but you know, uh, talking movies, talking stuff. We're gonna. We have so much to talk about tonight. So much to talk about tonight. Uh, was a joke. Well, it still made a bunch of money, and we're going to talk about that, of course. Ah, Scott McClellan has a case of the Mondays. Uh-oh. Good to see you, though, Scott. Good to see you. Make sure you guys caught the, uh, uh, make sure that you caught the, uh, the last episode of, uh, not the last episode, but the recent episode of DC Fanimated last night. Pretty decent episode that we discussed, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Ah, let's see. I'm most pumped about the question rumors for DC. Yeah, talked about that last week. How there was that? <laughs> I'm not. You know what? You could fall asleep to the sound of my voice, Scott. I mean, I, you know, I know, I know you love it. I know you love it. So, but you know, we'll see. Anyways, what's happening? Ah, uh, what is uh, what is up, Junkie Fan? What's going on, Lane? What's up, Dave? Turns out Blade is still happening. Rated R, yes. James Gunn could never, but he, he made R-rated movies. I don't know. See, you got to think about your lane. I know you hate him so much, but that's not a good, that's not a good burn because he could. He is, does R-rated. Ah, anyways, anyways, it's all good. But you brought up something that we'll be talking about too, that I'm actually going to request, see if anybody can find it, what you actually tweeted about earlier today, so... Rebel Moon next month, baby. That's right. It's happening. It's happening. It's definitely happening and maybe happening in theaters, man. Uh, well, I mean, I'm looking more. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking more like forward to uh, Rebel Moon than Aquaman 2. I can't lie about that. Get out. What can I say? I mean, Zack Snyder. Even though I love James Wan too. So, but anyways, all right, guys. That's everybody out there right now. Uh, like I said, guys, make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the to the channel and do all that. Sorry, someone just sent me a message. All right. And we got Alakazoo here. Good to see you, dude. Good to see you. But, yeah, hopefully you guys had a, a good weekend. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, are doing good. And like I said, it's Monday. It's crazy. Man, the end of my week is going to be actually kind of crazy. And, uh, you know... I'm not going to reveal, like, well, I mean, 
And one thing, I'm going to something on Thursday and not the Marvels. <laughs> I am going to see the Marvels this week. I'm going to see it Friday morning because I'm going somewhere Thursday night. And then I'm also, there's going to be something that's going to be happening when it comes. The vodka stream is either, I don't know, there's going to be a shift. I'm kind of like trying to decide because I'm going to be going to something on Friday that I'm not going to reveal yet. That's right. I'm keeping the mystery, guys. I'm keeping the mystery. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, anybody subscribed to the Patreon, I, I, I'll pro- I haven't recorded a Patreon uh, exclusive um, podcast, so I plan on doing that tomorrow. So I'll let it be known then, of course, because, you know, I, you know, I like to, to, to let the patrons know in advance certain things. But, yeah, something, something, something is uh, happening on Friday, which is going to be uh, pretty cool. Um, so the vodka stream, it's still going to happen this week, but. It's not going to be a normal thing. It's going to I just trying to figure out what's going to be happening with that, because something is happening on Friday. So you will, uh, you know, you'll 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 find out. Don't worry. And, you know, of course, we got the members only. If you want to become a member, you want to become a member of the channel, join the family, do a members only stream every Wednesday because, you know, things are kind of slow. So I just talk to the members. Uh, so if you want to become a member and I'll probably talk about, you know, this whole like thing that's happening Friday. Uh, there so yeah subscribe you know but eventually obviously it's gonna be fully revealed gonna be fully revealed all right what are we doing here all right I got so many tabs so many tabs I'm like all right where do I start where do I start all right starting with some tweets starting with some tweets all right well let's we got to start with the sag after stuff because there is more revealed today so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the sag after stuff to be honest here let's Let's do that. Let's do that. Because obviously the negotiations are still happening right now. They still haven't figured it out. And there's some more information that came about when it came to the SAG after strike. And um, let's see. Um, let me go ahead. and I didn't pull this up yet. Let's see. Let's pull up their message. So SAG after us. SAG after Man. Just, uh, just seems like it's just... Mm. Why can't this just end already? But here we go right here. Let's start, let's start off the, uh, the tweets when it comes to SAG-AFTRA. All right. So here we go right here. Dear SAG-AFTRA members, this morning our negotiators formally responded to the AMPTP's last, best, and final offer. Please know every member of our TV theatrical negotiating com- committee is determined to secure the right deal and there, uh, thereby bring the strike to a, an end responsibly. And uh, this has to do, of course, with AI. So we're still having a problem with AI. There are several essential items on which we still do not have an agreement, including AI. We will keep you informed as events unfold. In solidarity and gratitude, your TV theatrical negotiating committee. So that's what's happening right there. And then they followed it up with this. It says there are several essential items on, on which we still do not have an agreement, including AI. We will keep you informed as events unfold in solidarity, of course, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, just basically just saying that. And then I remember uh, like seeing this right here. So according to THR, this is what they have to say about this whole thing when it comes to AI. The studios want to make a one-time payment for an actor, actor's digital AI scan, thus securing the right to reuse AI scans forever without any further compensation and consent. Wow. Jeez. 
It's getting freaky, folks. It's getting freaky. And God knows what's happening. I mean, it just seems like AI can be a useful tool, but it's also can be the devil. It's going to take over the world. We've seen all the movies, we've seen the Matrix, seen the Termin, you know, we've seen all this. And yeah, that doesn't sound good. It's like, oh yeah, here's a payment. We're going to scan your whole body and then we're going to use it whenever we want to use it. But yeah, it's still just the AI thing. This is what's going to hold it up, I think. And didn't like, and didn't Biden, like, did you guys see that thing where like, after Biden watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One, he got really scared of AI, and and apparently that they they wrote some like bill or whatever the hell there was like a bill that was written that he that he put into play that was supposed to like help with that whole thing when it comes to AI. But I I highly doubt that because I'm guessing that Joe Biden probably fell asleep 16 minutes into watching Mission Impossible. Just seems like he doesn't stay awake during movies, right? Just like, what's going on, man? What we got? We got robots? What's going on? Tom Cruise ain't real, man. He ain't real. Look at him. He's doing that jump. That's not real. That's not real. That's AI, man. I don't know. But anyways, there you go. There's your update when it comes to at least what's happening right now when it comes to the SAG after strike. Just seems like this thing is just never going to end. Just seems like it's never going to end. That's what sucks. It just seems like it's never going to end. Sorry, let me just... Uh, Check things. All right. All right. Just making the tabs. All right. I thought my my thing was like going crazy right now. Anyways. All right. So let's uh, let's 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 go through it here. But we got some good news when it comes to the Blade reboot. Oh, my God. This has just been such a pain in the ass, such a pain in the ass. It seems like why can't Marvel Studios figure out how to do Blade, how to bring Blade into the MCU. I mean, it just seems like it's not that hard. And, you know, I mean, we're going to talk uh, we're going to talk about the Echo trailer in a little bit here, but it just seems like okay, Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios pivot to some adult content, more adult content, TVMA R-rated content. That's where I I've been saying this for so long. I've been saying this for so long. Disney owning so much so much of the film industry, it's like you have to lean into R-rated. You have to lean into so many. You have to lean into a more adult content. And Deadpool three was like going to be like, oh my god, we're actually going to get an R-rated MCU film. But according to Jan Damage, I'm probably saying his name wrong. I apologize. The director says he's excited to unleash Mahershala Ali's ruthless and roughness in Blade. Now the film has an R rating. He's got a dignity and integrity, but there is a curiosity there that he usually keeps under the surface. I'm just surprised that Ali is still hanging around. That's what I'm like, wow. Because that was 2019. Four years ago, he was announced as Blade. They announced Blade. They announced him four years ago. The movie was supposed to come out this past weekend. It was slated for this past weekend. Crazy. Crazy to think that that, that the Blade reboot was slated for this last weekend. And there's still nothing. They still have to get the script together. So, but the big news today was the fact that, yes, it's definitely going to be an R rating. And I'm like, good, good job. You are growing up, Marvel Studios. You are growing up. That's what we want to see. And we don't want to see this. 
<laughs> I don't want to see this. Anybody else want to see this? I sure as hell don't. But apparently this is happening right here. But uh, yes, The Longest Yard is getting remade again. That's right, again. Burt Reynolds movie that came out, what, in the late 60s, early 70s? I can't remember the, I think it was late 60s. The Longest Yard, which was about, you know, um, I forgot the uh, the name of the main character. But yes, Burt Reynolds' character, of course, sent to prison. And they have a football team where they play the guards. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool concept. I get it. It's a very cool concept. And a very cool concept when it came to The Longest Yard that, that Adam Sandler did. You know, and I know not, not everybody loves the Adam Sandler movies and they could be dumb and everything else, but The Longest Yard, the remake, which of course came out, it, it's been like only like 15, 16, probably almost 20 years since uh, uh, probably like 15, I don't know. But Adam Sandler's, you know, production and everything remade The Longest Yard and they did a great job. You know, it had some Adam Sandler flavor to it. And then, but it also was just a good fucking movie. It was a good movie. It was a great remake. So I don't know how they're going to remake it again because Burt Reynolds was even in the remake, which was cool. You know, it was like that whole thing. So I'm just kind of in now Burt Reynolds, may he rest in peace, is no longer with us. Obviously can't be a part of this remake. So yeah, The Longest Yard being remade again. And both versions are great. I remember watching The Longest Yard, the Burt Reynolds version with my dad as a kid because he loved that movie. And, you know, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. He broke his fucking neck, you know, come on, come on. And then you got to love this. You got to love this, guys. You got to love this. Again, I cannot wait until Deadpool 3, the marketing for Deadpool 3, I cannot wait for that to really kick into gear because Ryan Reynolds and his team, they're just, they just know how to market things. They're, they're, it, it just seems like anything they touch when it comes to marketing whether it was, um, you know, from the gin, obviously, the aviation gin, which I still haven't tried yet. And then when it comes to Mint Mobile and everything, anything that Ryan Reynolds touches, he just knows how to do just great marketing that has great comedic everything. And, of course, I'm sure you guys saw this right here. Mountain is transforming TV advertising. So this is uh, something about Mountain We've right here. An amazing team of people to do it. Like Seymour Roas. Seymour Roas. Of course, we know that's Grant Gustin, of course, who was the Flash on the TV show. Which, damn, he does. I mean, he grew a beard. See? That's fast. Would you say that people could see results in a flash? Ah. Yeah, I guess. Come on, it's so good. That's so beautiful right there. Right there. Right there. That hurts, Seymour. You'll always be my Barry. You'll always be my Hal. Of course, making a dig, of course, that uh, to the Green Lantern movie and everything. So just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. You got to love that. Sorry if that was turned down. That was like really low. Oh, yeah, I had it low. Shit. Sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys saw that right there. Anyways, okay. Well, let's not go to that. All right. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Speaking of AI, AI is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. That's my Nicolas Cage imp- impression. I'm sorry that it wasn't that great. But Nicolas Cage, AI is a nightmare. The Flash cameo, not what I did. Not what I did. 
So if you guys looked up this article right here, I mean, it can be a little misleading because obviously, you know, the headline is kind of telling like, okay, is he talking about AI? AI created his cameo for The Flash, you know, when we saw him in The Flash, when it came to the Chrono Bowl and, you know, the Speed Force and everything like that. But it was, he did talk about it. And, of course, you know, commenting, you know, Tim Burton was not a fan. Tim Burton was definitely not a fan when it came to what they did with The Flash right here. But, yeah, it says right here, the actor revealed he actually was on set for a few hours to shoot the new DC film that featured a nod to his abortive, of course, Tim Burton movie Superman Lives. So this is his quote right here. It says, AI's a nightmare. I'm not going to do a, a Cage impression, I swear. It's, it's inhumane. You can't get more hum inhumane when artifi with, than artificial intelligence. I would be very unhappy if people were taking my art and appropriating it. So it says, like here, it says, yet, yet it wasn't AI, Cage said, that was responsible for his cameo in last year's The Flash. Last summer's. I, I was like, last year, I said it, I said it like that. Um, the film envisioned a younger Cage as, uh, oh boy. Sorry, having some, I have too many, too many tabs open, so Chrome is like having a heart attack right now. Uh, Tim Burton's uh, Man of Steel project was famously canceled, of course, talking about all that. But it says right here, like when it came to his uh, his quote right here, what he was talking about, what he did for The Flash and what was actually shown. When I went to the picture, it was me fighting a giant spider. I did not do that. That was not what I did. I don't think it was created by AI. I know Tim Burton is upset about AI, as am I. It was CGI. Okay, so that they could de-age me and I'm fighting a spider. I didn't do any of that, so I don't know what happened there. So that's pretty interesting. That's actually pretty interesting because I'm like, all right, so what did they have Nicolas Cage do? Like, did he actually say lines? Did he move around? It almost seems like they didn't need Nicolas Cage to show up. Did they do, like, scans? Like, I mean, we we're talking about the whole AI thing and what's happening right now and how sag after is still not agreeing with certain things that they're doing. But, I mean... Did they just like basically just have him there, sit there, put some mocap dots on his face or whatever the hell, and they just kind of like scanned his body or did whatever the hell? That's what's pretty interesting about this. So I don't know exactly what's happening when it comes to this. I don't know if it's going to be revealed exactly what Nick Cage did when he showed up to the to the Flash, but I was there actually. I just wonder if there was actually more. Was there actually more of what he did than what was shown? Because obviously when it came to the giant spider, him fighting the giant spider, that was a wink to the fans. That was a wink to fanboys everywhere because we all heard about the Superman Lives. I mean, obviously if you watch Schnepp's documentary about this fallen movie that sounded pretty cool and could have been a pleasurable disaster, I always say, could have been a pleasurable disaster or something just iconic. But Nicolas Cage's Superman would have been great. And then, of course, you know, you had Mr. Mr. John Peters, who was like wanting this giant spider and him to fight a giant spider, which is what we saw. So it was a nod to that. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, what was like what what happened when Nicolas Cage was on set? That's what I want to know. Like, where's the behind the scenes featurette when it comes to Nicolas Cage showing up? That's what I want to know. Because he seems to be and it's kind of funny, too, because Nicolas Cage, he's also been quoted on saying that. Um, 
that he never like envisioned himself to be a meme. He's like, I, I didn't get into the business to be a meme and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We get it, Nick Cage. We know that. We know nobody goes into anything to be a meme. You just end up being a meme without trying. That's what happens. Videos, anybody. Anybody could be a meme at any time. Okay. There's always like something where like, yeah, a meme could happen. And let's face it, when it comes to Nick Cage and some of his crazier performances, they turn into memes. So, you know, you should just appreciate it, Nick. Appreciate it. It's okay that you're a meme because you, you know, you're so, you know, some of your performances are meme worthy and it keeps you in the zeitgeist. It really keeps you out there, you know, no matter what. That's why we love you. Okay, because of your outrageous performances, your facial expressions, your outbursts as, you know, performing and everything like that. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, 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 it's magic. You know, oh, so here we go, guys. Uh, When it comes to this right here, this was talked about last week, so I wanted to definitely discuss it right now. HBO boss Casey Blois, Blois, whatever, I don't know, I'm probably saying his name wrong, admits and apologizes for using fake accounts to fire back at those who make negative comments about HBO shows. Quote, I was working from home and doing an unhealthy amount of scrolling through Twitter, and I came up with a very dumb idea to vent my frustration. (laughs) Good job, buddy. Good job. Good job. Jesus Christ. What an idiot. My God. (laughs) So we heard about this. There's an article that came out that kind of revealed this. That It was like, okay, so HBO is now, you know, they've been doing something like this. And it was like, okay, they're doing this. And I think a lot of us already kind of suspected that that was the case. And it's not just this company. It's all of them. I think they're all utilizing like burner accounts to basically defend things and whatever but it is kind of funny too because when it comes to you know individuals and certain people and then people you know and this is what i hate this is what i hate when i when i when i see stuff like this and when i see reactions to this because then i start seeing people like in the snyder fandom and people who you know you know who are scoopers or something like that or anything scoopsy daisies that just basically go like oh yeah see See, like when I got attacked, I got attacked. It was probably because it was a bunch of burners. I'm like, you were talking about, well, it was, if you read this, he, you know, it's HBO shows, not movies, but shows HBO, you know, it's, they're talking about the shows. He was talking about the shows, not movies necessarily, because, you know, it wasn't really talking about the movies. Like obviously there's bots and there's burner accounts. People create burner accounts all the time. I've had people come at me with burner accounts, but I'm not sitting there like claiming that anytime I get a hater that it's a burner account, like it's fake. No, I mean, when it, when it comes to a lot of things out there, some people just want to just hate things. But yes, there is, you know, when it, especially when it comes to Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. I mean, as, as much as Elon Musk is trying to get rid of the bots, he seems like it seems like it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Seems like I get more bots than anything. 
you know? So that's a whole different situation. But yes, people make burner accounts. I've never made a burner account because that just seems like a complete waste of time. But there are a lot of people out there that don't, that don't, that don't have anything going on, sadly. So they create a bunch of burner accounts and yes, they will throw shit at you, but it's just kind of funny. I, at least he admitted it, I guess. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, okay, he admitted that, yes, I did this because he was sitting at home. This was turn, during the pandemic, so and he was do, you know doom scrolling and seeing that people were talking shit about the things that he was handling. So he decided, oh, let me create burner accounts to like defend and throw shit at, at uh, other people throwing shit, I guess you could say. It's just, you know, it's just a bunch of people... On a, on a platform that are just throwing digital shit at each other. That's about it. It just seems like that's the case. It just seems like that's the case. Like, like it's just, uh, that's all it is right there. So, uh, yes, I made a burner account for the 40 Club. That's right, the 40 Club. Remember the 40 Club, guys? Oh, I've been accused that I've had burner accounts as well. Oh, yeah, from, uh, from, from the loud voices in the Snyder fandom. Oh, have I... Yeah, but I've also been, you know, thrown into, uh, you know, I've been I've I've also had burner accounts, you know, throw shit at me. But at the same time, I, I really don't care. It doesn't it didn't affect me. And you can always kind of tell when it comes to a burner account, especially when it's got like two followers. You know, I always tend to anytime that I get like something thrown at me when it comes to Twitter. And I wish more people would actually do this is like just click on the name, look at their account see when it was made, see how many followers they have, see how many tweets they have. And if it's barely anything, don't make a big deal out of it. Too many people make a big deal out of like super small accounts, super small accounts. And it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. But sadly, you know, this is not, like I said, this is not just one studio doing this. This is multiple studios that do this. They do this. They do this. I mean, we even heard that James Gunn, and we're going to talk about, you know, him responding to people again, people, people again. So, you know, it's just, stop it, guys. Stop it. Don't, don't respond. If you, if you suspect it's a burner account, don't respond. That's all I ask. All right, how are we feeling about this? How are we feeling about the Planet of the Apes or Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes? I still, that, 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 that title is just way too long. It's just called, like, I don't know. They have to put Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes Kingdom. I don't know. It's just, it's just the, 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 the two of those are just too much. But how are we feeling about this trailer right here? How are we feeling about it? I'm not going to play the sound, but, uh, you know, how are we feeling about this trailer? Because it looks good. It does look good. But I will say, just looking just looking at the VFX and looking at what's, what's going on when it comes to the story aspect of this, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm digging this and I'm going to see it, but it just feels like it's missing that, I don't know, that Matt Reeves flair i don't know that style it just feels like it's missing that it's missing that a little bit i don't know it's just to me it's just kind of missing that matt reeves touch you know and the andy circus touch is andy circus even involved right andy circus is not involved i don't know it just feels like it's missing just that a little bit i don't know that's just the way i was feeling that's the only gripe that i had was it just was feeling it was just missing that matt reeves andy circus like touch to it other than that i'm on board i'm on board i'll be watching this and it'll be interesting but 
yeah, it just felt like it was just missing just a little bit of something. But I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm not shitting on it. I'm not shitting on it. I just... To me, it was just like, it just felt like it just missed, it was just missing a little bit of that style right there, that flair. And then check this out, guys, from Jason Fabak. I just, I saw this over the weekend and I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Love this art. You guys know I'm a sucker for art, especially Batman art. And we got some Batman art right here when it comes to the Phantasm and Joker. Obviously, the Joker's face reflecting off the blade of the Phantasm right there. That just looks so freaking cool. So I, I wanted to share that with you guys. Just absolutely beautiful. And then we have this right here. All right. Echo. 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 All right. So how are we feeling about Echo, guys? How are we feeling about it? Because I think we were kind of worried about it, especially with all the uh, Marvel Studios things that were happening. You know, with the Variety article, and even before that, when it came to Daredevil and the and talking about the the shows, Marvel TV and everything, but uh, they released, of course, the first Echo trailer, which I think a lot of us were like, brace yourself, because there was rumors before that this thing was not working and it was in trouble and all that stuff. But uh, this, first off, the poster right here. That's me saying it slaps, right? Is that what the kids say? That's what I'm saying right here. It it, uh, it works. It's not floating heads. It's unique. It's different. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. And it's going to be on Hulu and Disney Plus, which I'm going to talk about that. The fact that it's on Hulu and Disney Plus, it almost seems like, okay, 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 okay. Because then you got this trailer right here. Well, let's get to the trailer right here. I mean, my God. This trailer? I see everything that you are. Oh. Turn it up, turn it up. But uh look at this. I mean, look I at this. Have. Kingpin. Beating the fuck out of somebody. What? What? Blood. Blood? What? There's blood. Oh yeah, dude, look at that. What the fuck? Oh my god. Okay. What is happening here? Oh, 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 oh. This is gonna be violent. Oh. You have so much pain in you. You. Jesus. Look at, I mean, come on. This trailer right here. So much rage. That you can't contain it. No bad deed. Shot. We got a headshot right there. I mean, you I are the same. A broken neck. What? So, who's the monster? Okay, I mean, come. What? I mean, I would not... Marvel Studios? Marvel Studios. That was a Marvel Studios trailer, guys. That was a Marvel Studios trailer. So I'm just kind of going... And the fact... The fact that it's also going to be on Hulu 
just kind of shows you that, oh, yeah, maybe they, they really are going to be leaning into that TVMA. Are they really going to do that? Again, so when it comes to that, I mean, obviously, we, the Daredevil's in the trailer. We saw him do his little, like, twirl right there. Uh, probably can't find it. Whatever. You know, you guys saw the shot where he's, like, twirling through there. I'm not going to find it. But then we got right here, Sydney Freeland shares that the light, the fight scenes in Echo pay homage to Netflix's Daredevil series. They bleed, they die, they get killed, and there are real-world consequences. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Marvel Studios leaning into that mature stuff. This is how you kind of fix a lot of the things that are i mean they were already kind of do i mean to me dr strange the multiverse of madness that was that was tiptoeing with the mature stuff i mean let's face it but i'm just so glad that this is happening please please keep it like that and then make daredevil i'm hoping that daredevil is of course going to have the same vibe and that's that's what we're all and i think that's why maybe that's why kevin feige decided to scrap what they were doing because it just wasn't working. Yeah, sure. If it's, it's not going to be a continuation, not going to be a continuation of the Netflix series, fine. Keep the tone. Keep the tone, at least. Very impressed. Very impressed by that trailer. <laughs> I had to show this. This is hilarious. Come on. Zing. Gotta love this. This is good stuff right here. Come on. Boss Logic. You got to love that. I mean, Family Matters, which was one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. And the fact that they put Vin Diesel in there, it's like, <laughs> obviously with the joke. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny. Push back on controversy. Uh-oh. So uh, we got right here, we got uh, Miss uh, DaCosta. Obviously, the director of Nida Casa, who's uh, directing, of course, the Marvels, she is responding to the article that came out specifically when it came to the portion of the article that mentioned that she stepped away from the Marvels as it was still in post-production. You know, and there was like that quote that said, hey, if you're directing a $250 million movie, you don't just walk away because obviously she was she had other engagements. She had another movie. I always thought that part was weird, too. It was kind of weird. It's kind of strange because it's like, yeah, sometimes directors, even though it's post-production, they, they still have other projects they need to do. So, of course, they have to, like, go to those projects. So here's her response when it came to to uh, the criticism about that. But for me personally, it was literally just that they moved the date of the film four different times. And four so different times. And a two-year process, Christ. which I was deeply in, committed to. It became a three-and-a-half-year process. So every time the date moved, and they knew the entire time that I had a, an obligation, a greenlit movie with people who were waiting for me, and I pushed that, and I pushed it again, and then I pushed it again, and then eventually we all knew, like, okay, if this pushes again, I'm not going to be able to be in L.A. Uh, to do the rest of this um, in person. So we just figured out a way to, like, do it remote. We figured out the best process. Technology. And actually at the time that I left um, to go to London to start prep on my next film, uh, Everyone was so clear about what the film was, what we wanted, everyone knew what I wanted. Um, so it really wasn't the, the dramatic <laughs> sort of thing that I think people are feeling it is. So, yeah. You hear that, Tatiana Sugg? 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I mean, she threw her under the bus when it came to that. But, I mean, yeah, it is a common thing. And then there is technology. There's technology out there that can help a director still talk about reshoots or talk about anything remotely. Like, like if she's somewhere else, there could be video calls, video everything that she could still do here, directorial duties to finish the film. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I am sure it, it just it kind of reminds me of the David Ayer situation when he was like claiming that this is the cut. This cuts my cut. And then, of course, it wasn't his cut. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if like eventually they go like, yeah, that wasn't my cut, you know, depending on how how it does, of course. But, uh, you know, it just seems like the Marvels like got cut down drastically because it's an hour and 44 minutes. To me, it does. It seems like, uh I'm sure the first initial assembly cut or the director's cut probably was way longer than that. But at least she's pushing back to that portion of that portion of the article, which, of course, there's going to be pushback on it. I think some of it was true and some of it might have been over exaggerated. And, you know, again, you got to you know think about some of the, the, the journalism that goes into that. But it's just it did seem kind of weird that they were. It didn't seem like it was good. Like she, it, they made it sound like she walked away. And even when I read it, it sounded like that. And I was like, wow, that's not good. I even said that. But then I just like, I remember after when I did my video on it and then seeing people are like, yeah, this is common practice. Like, yeah, it is because she could easily still do those duties, you know, even if she's working on something else because the technology is there for her to do so. So I don't know. For context, Spielberg remotely worked on post-production during filming. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. It's stuff like that. And that was back in the, the mid-90s. That was back in the mid-90s before we had all this technology. So Steven Spielberg was working on Schindler's List, but also putting the finishing touches on Jurassic Park. So he probably, probably he was he was probably just on speakerphone. Who knows? And maybe they had some kind of technology that that required him that where he could see, you know, video, I'm sure um ilm or something you know we're like hey well you know did something back then but it probably wasn't as good as it is now but yeah i'm glad she actually is pushing back against that because yeah that is that was a that was a part that you should be pushing back pu pushing back against when it comes to at least that article right there and then we got right here dcu updates um they do some pretty good work when it comes to hey let's make some photoshop art and whatever to try to show some things when it comes to you. And they made this right here again. I mean, I, 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 I love the fact <laughs> and you could see some of the other, you know, pieces of art, like there's this one right here too, but they're really nailing the height difference between uh, the two actors right here, Rachel. And uh, of course, David, Mr. Corn sweat. And uh, they did this piece of art right here. And I love the fact that uh, because yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miss, Miss Brosnahan, actually did pose in a purple suit, which, of course, purple is just, that's Lois's color right there, of course. If you watch Superman the Animated Series or, you know, seen stuff in the books, you know, purple, you know, purple looks good on Lois, on Lois Lane. So, obviously, just kind of taking some liberties, you know, taking some other David Cornsweat images and then putting it right there. This is like pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's good. It's a good piece of art right there. I like that. But I just the height difference always like gets me. It's like, man, he like does tower over her because she's fairly short. He's really tall. You know, it's just kind of funny. But I like that. I like that a lot. So. All right. Whoops. Hold on a sec. Let me do this this stupid thing i haven't fixed it yet 
go back to that my little there we go we're back and we're back hey stephanie t is here so <clears throat> yeah i know it's pretty good art pretty good art right there i like it i really do dig that so all right and yeah, did forget to do that hold on a sec who's winning the game all right the chargers are winning 14 to 3 right now what is happening Hold on. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was looking at the playback, and I'm like, why is it so grainy? I'm like, oh, for some reason my YouTube, the YouTube playback was, like, showing it at 144. Like, that's not good. That's not good. So I was like, what the hell? Pretty. Okay. There we go. All right. Sorry. Just, I forgot to post on the, the YouTube feed. So. Going live. Come join. Burp. Okay. Let's get to the main topic at hand here. Let's talk about some DCU updates. DCU, or not DC. See, I still say DC. Did I say DCU? No, I did say DCU. Okay. All right. So it's not too bad. All right. DCU delays, guys. James Gunn clarifying because there was a video that came out that was from the animators of Creature Commanders. Commandos. Commandos. I said commanders? Yeah, that's right. I did. I did. You know, a little slip right there. But yeah, there was a video that came out when it came to the animators that are animating Creature Commandos that did say the guy that was doing the presentation did say that it was going to be coming out in 2025. So a lot of people are like, what the hell did it get delayed? It got delayed. I mean, obviously when it comes to, anytime I hear delay, I just go, yeah, I mean, Hollywood's in shambles right now. It really is. I mean, everything is just so just right now. So I don't get shocked when things are delayed. I really don't get shocked. So obviously that happened. But what's interesting about that certain video when it comes to at least YouTube, uh, when it comes to YouTube, when I when I saw that video and I was like, oh, man, I was like, OK, so maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I mean, let's wait till James Gunn said something. But what's interesting about that certain video, it is now <laughs> blocked. The video contains content from Warner Brothers Entertainment, who has blocked it on copyright grounds. Dun, dun, dun. That's right, because James Gunn of course, responded to all this. Oh, wait, not that. This. There we go. James Gunn quote tweeted it. Somebody asking, hmm, what does that mean? Because he did respond to something. We're going to look at some of those responses. But he did say right here, yes, Creature Commandos is all set to come out in 2024. There have been, never been any delays. Thank goodness. Any info otherwise is well-intentioned mistake or misspeaking. And, of course, he puts that mermaid icon right there. But it is kind of interesting because I was even – I think a lot of us were kind of confused, and I was even kind of confused because somebody was asking when he posted this about Veterans Day and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume, volume 3. I said, you know, somebody actually asked about that, and it said he said it was never postponed. And I was even like, what the hell? Okay, that's interesting. So it was like, all right, what is happening there? I don't know. I don't know. So, hey, Lane, thank, for, thank you for becoming a new member, or, like, not a new member, but being a member right there. So, um, so he posted that, and it was like, okay, so it's not 
delayed. All right, cool. Does it, it make sense? Because apparently, like, when it comes to all the strikes that were happening, it wasn't affecting the animated part of the business. So that's definitely going to be coming out. All right, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Um, so, yeah, just thinking about that. Was there something else I wanted to say about that? Hmm. Yeah, I think that was about it. That was about it when it came to at least that delay. I mean, when it comes to delays, I think, I mean, if, if the SAG after strike does not come out, or doesn't not come out, but uh, does not resolve, if the SAG after strike does not resolve, I could see, obviously, Superman Legacy, it's supposed to start shooting in January. So if they don't get a resolution, I mean, obviously, they're doing all the stuff behind the scenes. They're prepping for it. But if it doesn't come to a resolution, man, that's going to get delayed for sure. But but again, anytime they, they, they post a release date for these big, huge movies, it never meets the release date. It never really does. It just never freaking does. It never does. It's ridiculous. But what sucks is the fact that the Penguin has been delayed to fall of 2024 due to studios refusing to pay their actors fairly. How dare they, right? How dare they? How dare they? It's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So that did get delayed because of that. So that sucks. That definitely sucks. But, um, yeah, so there was that. I mean, there's... (laughs) And we all knew that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen. Sadly, it was like, ah, crap. Really? That's going to get delayed? Yes, that's going to get delayed. But somebody actually has seen some footage of the uh, of the Penguin series. And I'm trying to see where I can find it here. But somebody actually did a description. I don't think I have it up here. The Penguin. Let's see. There's somebody actually talked about it and gave a description. All right. It's somebody named Randy Jones saw exclusive footage of the Penguin series at a press event and describes it like a classic noir. I think we all kind of got a sense of that, which is great. The Penguin looks fucking rad, like a classic noir and feral getting to shine while Kristen Milioti, you know, obviously playing Sophia Falcone, looks like a terrifying big bad. So just a little bit of reassurance of like, okay, even though it's getting delayed because of the SAG Aftershrike, this movie is going to be something that's pretty, that's going to be pretty freaking awesome. And I can't wait for it. Classic noir, Colin Farrell, of course, he nailed it as a penguin. Oh, it's all just, this seems absolutely just, ah, please, just, just, I, I want all of that. I want all of that. It's going to be something that's going to be great. It's going to lead into the Batman part. Do it's going to be, ah. I just cannot wait. I just cannot wait. Just cannot wait for this. So I'm glad for that. But going back to Creature Commandos, I almost forgot about this. Um, There is some concept art that came out of it. And I don't know if I should even show it because I think some people may. I don't know. There's been some concept art that reveals like, you know, the I, I I'm just going by what Flash Film News like poster right here that actually shows Frankenstein and the bride right there. What? Look at that. So some concept art, some drawings right there. Do they have more? I mean, was there more of that from this? Did they post more? Eh, I don't think they posted more. I think that was about it. Okay, so then you got Merle Frankie right Frank right there that basically talked about that. I don't know. But yeah, there was some 
some concept art that came out. There were some other things that came out, but I think they got those got removed. But these ones, these drawings didn't. So when it comes to Creature Commandos. So, so there it is right there. When it comes to DCU delays, I'm sure we're going to hear about more delays because it's probably going to happen. It definitely is probably going to happen if if the strikes don't get revolved. But uh, Creature Commandos still coming out next year, not getting delayed. And again, you know, just... That's that's what I like what James Gunn is doing. But even though like he does respond again, he responds to he does respond to <laughs> accounts that have one or two followers or very low followers. And so a lot of us are like, um, James, did you create that account? We, you know, we know you guys do that, which I'm sure that that is the case. But at least it's getting the information out there, I guess. You know, it's fine. Whatever. They could just release the information. That's what I don't get. It's like, why why even create an account that you have to, like, respond to to get the information out there? Why don't you just post the information? Is there, like, a clause in the contract where you have to, like, do that? Like, oh, no, you can only give information. And it's not like James Gunn just responds to these supposedly burner fake accounts. He has responded to people that have been in my very chat, people that I'm associated with. I've seen that many times. People, you know, I've seen people that I know that I'm a, an acquaintance with on on this this whole thing right here where he's responded to those people. So he doesn't just do that. So that's why I kind of wonder, it's like, why are you responding to these kind of accounts? And because it just makes us suspicious that you're using burner accounts when you're also responding to other accounts that I know for 100 percent aren't burner accounts because I know these people. So why not just respond to just those people? Or if you need to get something out there to get it out there, to get it out to the media, can we? Pl can you please just, just, just post? Don't have to respond to those accounts. But anyways, it's whatever. I don't know. To me, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, it's good. Oh, by the way, you know what's happening right now, guys? And I guess I could react to it. But Monday Night Football, they're showing the final trailer for the Marvels. It's happening right now, so I can react to it because the last topic, of course, is about the marbles. So if you, you want me to react to it, I can react to it live because it is playing right now. I won't look, but obviously it's going to be online. <laughs> I'll, I'll react to the final trailer for the marbles. I'll do that right now. I, I, might, I might as well because it's happening. It's happening. I could see it on the TV right now, and I, I'm already laughing because the way it starts off, I, could, I was already like, yep, that's... They're trying very hard. <laughs> trying very hard when it comes to things. Woo! I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Oh. All right. Rebel Moon, baby. Oh, we got some things. We got some things when it comes to Rebel Moon. We got some stuff. Oh, it, we're going to be fed. We're going to be fed very soon, guys. We're going to be fed very soon when it comes to Rebel Moon. Um, we got what? We got like what two months, two over two months before Rebel Moon comes out, and yeah, we're gonna get some tasty stuff. Speaking of trailers, uh, right here, Mr. Zack Snyder decided to be like, "Hey, guess what, guys? This Sunday, tune into America's Game of the Week on Fox, which I'll drop the trailer for Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire, and catch me right after at Geeked Week for more. Oh, so much stuff happening. Ah." This is great. This is absolutely fantastic right here. So, and then there was an article that came out. So we got some interesting things when it comes to an article 
that um, that came out when it comes to Zack Snyder's uh, Rebel Moon right here. And uh, sorry, some of my tabs are taking a little too long right here, but it's okay. But right here, we got Zack Snyder's world building for Rebel Moon has gone to another level. A series, a podcast, and an 800-year timeline. Holy shit. This is Zack's passion project. I mean, how do you not get excited for the man's passion project right here? And, of course, we've got a new image of him directing... Uh, Charlie Hunnam, will it be Charlie? Hun That's what he's saying right there. Charlie Hunnam, will it be Charlie Hunnam? Will it be exclusive? The Rumble Moon director talks to total film about plans for his extended universe on Netflix. Zack Snyder has taken his world building to another level for new for, of course, Rebel Moon. This, you know, we don't need to talk about that. And he says right here, I'm the gatekeeper for what's possible. I'm the only one who knows where this whole story is going. And I do have a map. I do have it mapped. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Ted. I'll get back to you right now. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see what he said. He said, and I do and I do have it mapped all the way. So he's got he's he just knows what's happening right now. Oh, man. So great. We're doing a narrative podcast and an animated comic book and an animated series. So we're getting a uh, comic book, a series. We're getting all kinds of stuff. They all take place before the events of the movie. So you can start to understand the vastness of the mythology that we've been working on. And then continuing on right here. That's only the start. And then, of course, they, okay. So they say right here, that's only the start. As co-writer Kurt Johnstad explains the rebel moon feature itself is the tip of the iceberg the world is very very detailed and fleshed out there's hundreds and hundreds of pages of documents of of uh methodology methodology sorry and mythology and lore the timeline goes back 800 years from our movies that even extends to a 12-foot whiteboard you know, Zach likes his whiteboards. We've seen the storyboards for all the, the, the DC Justice League stuff, right? In the writer's room featuring the Rebel Moon timeline in all its glory. There's a ruler with inches underneath that whiteboard, says uh, John Stad. And the two movies are literally two or three inches of the entire 12-foot span. Jace. And then, of course, talks about the two parts right there. Uh, yeah, just talking about all of that. But one of the things that was mentioned, one of the things that was mentioned, one of the big things that was mentioned when it came to the Rebel Universe and the Army Universe, because we're all kind of wondering what is happening with the Army Universe, what's happening with Army of the Dead, Las Vegas. That's supposed to be an animated prequel. We haven't really heard much about it. The last time we heard about it was on a stream Zach had. He showed like a picture of like a drawing. Uh, and, and that was basically all we got when it came to Las Vegas, what's happening with it. And I remember I even told you guys that I was hearing stuff when it came to why that's being delayed a little bit. It was because of the animation studios, stuff like that. Things are just not, things aren't good in Hollywood. That's the thing. Things aren't good in Hollywood. So we have to like really be patient with a lot of things. And when it came to uh, uh, you know, another part of the article when it came to all this was the fact that we have Rebel Moon and basically 
Zack Snyder basically quoted on saying that he said that, oh, yeah, there was like a, a scene in a Netflix, you know, prequel show basically talking about Las Vegas, that the reason why it's connected is because there is a creature that eventually like, yeah, that could be that it takes place also in the Rebel Moon universe also takes place in the Rebel Moon universe, which is like, oh, boy. So wait a minute. What? And uh, wait a minute. Let me let me pull up that. Let me pull up that because I had the uh, the other part of the article. So let me. Um, all right. Hold on. Let me see here because I'm, I want to get the actual quote here. Let's see if I can find it. I had it saved somewhere and I, I, I thought I had it up, but turns out I didn't. What the heck? I got too much things. I got way too many things like that are up right now. What? OK, I thought I had it saved, but mm, I don't even know. I don't know where it's at, but. I'm trying. Oh, that maybe this right here. Okay, there we go. Let me. All right, let me do this. And I'm also gonna like talk about some of the other things that that uh, that were talked about when it comes to this. Hold on, give me a second here, guys. Okay, so we got that. Where was it? Uh, I had it somewhere. And like I said, there's just so much freaking stuff to talk about right here. Um, bop, 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 bop. All right, so there was that. All right, let me go to this. I want the actual article. And that's the thing. It's like there's too many people. There's too many like accounts that just post things, which I, I love that. I absolutely love that. But at some sometimes I'm like, all right, can you just give me the link to the article? All right. Well, uh, we got this right here. Like, I, I found a screenshot. So here's a screenshot right here kind of talking about it. The unfinished series, that's what they're talking about, because he said, like, when it came to the series that they never got to finish, it said, like, right here, at one point in the show, they go through a portal into another dimension, and there are characters in that other dimension that they come across, Snyder explains, in, a, uh, in Rebel Moon, they're in this bar, and one of the aliens is one of the characters from the animatic. So it's definitely a shared universe. What? Jesus Christ. So a lot of people are like, what shared universe? What's going on? There's actually shared. We've talked about this before. I think we've all suspected this before. A lot of people are like, what? Holy shit. But I'm like, holy crap. And it's just like, yeah, this has actually been discussed before. If you pay attention, if you pay attention to army of the dead, it's not just a zombie movie. Okay, it's not just a zombie movie. This is one of the reasons why I can't wait. I'm like, Las Vegas, where it's at? Planet of the Dead, where is that at? I'm so excited for it because obviously there's more than just a zombie invasion. We saw robots. We saw UFOs in the beginning. The opening scene has two UFOs shoot up into the sky. The mural, the mural talking about Zeus, Zeus's origin shows space shows a portal shows all that and you could tell even like there's some kind of alien thing that's going on here it's not just a standard zombie flick there's something there so we all kind of suspected that zach might connect this to the rebel universe who knows and people that are like confused by this like how are you confused Pay attention to Army of the Dead. There's some things that are in there. They even talk about these safes being portals and everything. Look what happened at the end of Army of the Dead. This is why I love Zach's brain because he's just, he's not just doing your standard shit. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. So don't get confused by that at all. For sure, don't. But yeah. So what are you guys thinking here? I mean, oh my God. 
Oh, my God. It's going to be something pretty damn special. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Yeah, Zach attack. We'll do that. Yeah, portal. Yeah, it's going to be portal. So just the fact that he's, like, going to be connecting that somehow, that's just so freaking cool. Just so cool. Let's see. And then, of course, so then naturally when people saw that and it made it sound, and I, I even when I posted the article this morning, which is like a, a shocked emoji. Some people were like, well, yeah, it sounds like the uh, like Las Vegas got canceled. And a lot of people were thinking, oh, maybe they did cancel it because we haven't heard anything from it. And, and the way that he's talking about it and the way that it's talked about in this article, it must be canceled. But Zach said, no. Army of the Dead Las Vegas de is dead dead? No, it is not dead. Was it put on the back burner? Most likely. And like I said, Hollywood's just kind of a mess right now. When it comes to even animation studios, also a mess. And I was hearing stuff like that too when it came to what's going on with this or even Twilight of the Gods. It's the fact that the animation studios, kind of like a lot is happening when it comes to those. So I'm going to listen to Zach and say, you know, it's not dead. Might have got put on the back burner for a little bit. But you got to realize too, there is a sequel to Army of the Dead called planet of the dead so literally a planet and of course you just assume that it's just earth but man if somehow he is this is what i love that he's like developing this big huge universe we thought like okay army of the dead's one universe rebel moon is another universe it sounds like it's just one big giant universe and this is what i love and this is why I'm like, I'm so thankful that he that Netflix is just letting the man cook and do what he wants to do and have this these passion projects. And that's why I can't get I can't get on board with the whole like bring back Zach to DC and Warner Brothers and everything like that. No, I want this. I want this. I don't want I, I got nine and a half hours of his of his DC universe and I love it. And yes, I, I hope to see a conclusion one of these days in some kind of form. But I'm loving that he is just doing this right here. And it's just, oh, it's so great. It's just so freaking great, man. It's just so great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I get a boner. Sorry. Um, Tet, thank you for the $2 super chat. Appreciate that. Uh, picture looks great. New camera. No, I just actually lowered the IC, uh, the ISO a little bit more because it was a little too bright. I think it was because my shirt, my shirt's light blue. So I just lowered it a little bit more and I, you know, I have more of this in my frame. So no, it's the same camera. I just kind of, you know, just tweaked a little, you know, a couple of things right there. Uh, you know what? I probably will clip that Droga. You're good. You're good at that. But I do ask you guys. I do ask you guys because Mr. Lane right here, who's in the chat, Lane, brought up something on Twitter that Zach already hinted at this. He already hinted. He hinted that there was already this connection between the Armyverse and the Rebelverse. I don't know exactly where which one that was. I don't know if it was the last time he was on the Vodka stream or it was the Vodka stream that he showed up where we were doing like a full-on spoiler discussion of Army of the Dead. So, if anybody wants to go back, because I just don't have the time, because I don't exactly remember when it was, if anybody wants to go back and look at some of the Vodka, look at Vodka streams 
that Zach was on and finds that, finds the, you know, you know, send me the timestamp or whatever the hell. I will credit you. I'll give you a shout out. I will praise you. If you find where he hinted at that, because I, I do remember him saying something about that. I think was, I just don't remember exactly where it was. And I just don't have the time to go just looking and looking and looking. So if anybody wants to do that, I will forever. Thank you. I will, I will give you a shout out and, and, you know, and everything. So if you guys, if anybody wants to be tasked to do that, fine. If not, it's okay too. But I just was like, oh man, I I just I know he did hint at that at one point. So yeah, if anybody wants to do that, I don't know which vodka stream, Stephanie. That's the thing. I don't know if he was the last one or the one with the Army of the Dead or uh, you know he's been on like six, seven, eight. I don't know how many times he's been on, but uh, I don't know which one it was. I just don't know which one it was. So. Like I said, I, that's why I just like I just don't have the time because, you know, day job and trying to get out videos and everything. Um, I'm just like going, all right, I don't know which one it was, but I do remember he was kind of hinting at something right there. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, guys, uh, just to wrap up this topic right here, when, when all the Rebel Moon stuff's coming out, hashtag the shit out of it, promote it. Get it out there. I am all about this stuff right here. I'm all about what he's cooking right now. Box office. All right. Well, box office was a little whatever this weekend. I, 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 I'm telling you, I haven't gone out to the movies um, in a little bit since Killer of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. Had to go see that. I, I thought about seeing Priscilla over the weekend. Because that was uh, one of the new movies that came out. But let's face it, when it comes to with the strikes and everything, everything right now, it's just like kind of like, all right, what's coming out? Is that going to appeal to me? Now I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't even know if I want to do it. But, you know, I, I, I thought about seeing Five Nights at Freddy's last week or, you know, two weeks ago or whatever the hell, how long ago it came out. But I just figured, ah, I didn't play the game, so I'm not, it doesn't really appeal to me. But, of course, naturally, it did top the box office over the weekend and a lot of people were commenting on the fact that it dropped 76.2 percent <gasps> what look at that drop oh my god well it seems like people are just kind of like oh yeah nobody wants to see it anymore are you fucking kidding me this movie costs like 20 million dollars it has 215.8 it's made its money back and way more. I don't think anybody cares. Not to mention, you can already stream it. Isn't it on Peacock or Paramount? I don't know which one. One of the P's. One of the P streams. That's right. I said P stream, guys. But yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like, like, oh, look at that drop. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they care. Look at how much money. A $20 million budget, 215.8. Nobody's caring. This thing, it's on Peacock. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, what? Like, nobody cares. Like, how, how, you can't shit on this movie. People came out. Even though they could stream it at home, they still came out. They still came out. Yes, it has a really bad drop, but they still came out. And it's made, it made its money back and so much profit in the first week. It's, that's insane. That's why horror movie, movies are killing it right now. Killing it. And then, of course, you got Taylor Swift that's still also killing it, too. Also killing it, 
She's like pocketing all that money. And then, of course, Killers of the Flower Moon, which, of course, costs $200 million, only has made 119 But what could he do? I mean, I mean, it's it's going to get awards up the ash. So, yeah, it's going to get all kinds of awards. And then, of course, Priscilla came out, and, you know, 5.3. A lot of people talking about that. That's also going to get awards, too, as well. So, But it's just crazy how horror is just... Is totally just. That's why there's there, there's this horror movie after horror movie after horror movie, and then you got something like this. That's the thing. That's the secret of the box office. Make it che- make it as cheap as possible, where it doesn't take away from the quality, and you're gonna be successful. And that's why the stuff's killing it right there. And yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, franchise is probably gonna warrant. This is gonna warrant like six sequels at least. Six sequels. You're making that much money. Yeah, yeah. Roman already talked about uh, Blade and Rated R. Already talked about that. It's all good. All freaking good. So is this movie going to make some money? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy, $20 million budget. It's at, what, you know, 217 the Marvels, $250 million budget. And that's just the one that they, that's just the number they put out there. It might be even more because that tends to happen with these big budget movies is the fact that it's like, yeah, we, we're going to put the budget out. This is how much it costs, but sometimes yeah, it could cost a little bit more. And they just want to report that because that's going to make it look a lot worse. But yes, guys, The Marvels is coming out this week. I plan on seeing it. Of course, I'm not going to see it on Thursday because I'm going somewhere uh, seeing something else, but I plan on seeing it Friday morning, so I will give my first reaction review and a full-on review, and we'll see what happens when it comes to full-on talking about it, but, you know, it's not something I was really looking forward to, but uh, the, the the projections aren't looking good. Let's face it, the projections aren't looking uh, too good when it comes to it. I mean, it's just, it's looking, it's looking bad. It's definitely looking bad. It's definitely looking bad. Uh, man, I forgot to mention some stuff uh, when it comes to Rebel Moon. I got, I got ahead of myself, so I'll go back to it uh, when I get to it. Where the hell? See, I have too many damn tabs open, and I messed up on something here. Again, it's all good. All right, let me just find it right here. Uh, the Marvels. Because I... <sighs> See, something about... Something that's interesting. So we're we're in the week of the Marvels. First off, we haven't gotten the reviews yet. We haven't gotten the reviews yet when it comes to the Marvels, which is funny. And all right, hold on. I'm just kind of scrolling through right here. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna react to the. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna react to the uh, to the new trailer. We'll we'll see what that's what's going on right there. But my god, I mean, you cannot really. Okay, jeez, this is what's ridiculous. I mean, you really can't find like, you know, usually articles like have full on box office projections, but there really isn't much. The only thing that they're actually revealing is pre-sales. And yes, they're saying that right now it's looking like the pre-sales. They're saying pre-sales. This is what's interesting about it. It's not box office projections. They're just talking about the pre-sales, not projections. But they're saying the pre-sales are 72% worse then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> Yikes. Very much, uh, very much uh, yikes right here, guys. Uh, 
that. That's what I was looking for. Whoo, that's not bad. It's actually the pre-sales are looking worse than Black Adam and The Flash. Yeah. So looking even worse than DC. That's how bad this is. It's like, holy crap. So, I mean, it's kind of projected. I think I saw, like, when I actually saw, when he actually searched and kind of find some projections talking about like 70 to 80 or 80 to 90 or something like that domestic so it might not be a full-on flop but who knows it just seems like nobody's really excited about it does that have something to do with superhero fatigue we're going to be hearing that you're going to be hearing that term probably for the next couple of weeks superhero fatigue so you're probably going to be hearing that well into 2024 because then we got Aquaman coming out. I mean, we got a billion dollar movie, the follow up to a billion dollar movie, and then of course next month we got a follow up to another billion dollar movie and they're both going to suffer. So we're going to be hearing superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue till the new year. It sounds like. So, oof, that's just not going to be bad. It's not good. It's not good. But yes, I guess I should <sighs> I guess I I guess I got to I got to uh well, let's do a, a reaction. Let's do a reaction to this final trailer right here. And it's so, I, I, I've already, I, I saw it on my TV and I can see it right here now. They're leaning. So, I mean, this is, this, this, if there's any indication that this movie is in trouble, they are relying heavily on showing past movies. They're showing Avenger stuff. There's the Avenger score. I mean, the opening, the very, I'm, I'm looking at this, the very first shot, guys, the very first shot of this trailer ah crap hold on um the very first shot of this trailer hold on a sec let me ah man gotta fix this thing all right there we go sorry all right the very first shot of this trailer look at this the very first shot of this trailer is tony stark <laughs> it's robert Downey jr the very first shot of this trailer it just shows you they are like trying so hard. And, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Don't think this is like a shade thrown because I get it. If the tickets aren't selling, selling, you might as well do something like this. So here we go. Oh boy, here we go. Heroes. It's an old fashioned notion. But and the world can still get some. Ready. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It's a good way to start. We it. destroyed Thanos. Oh, that lovely shot. But it's not over. My work is inevitable. There will always be more to finish it. Dun dun dun. She's got some crazy this is eyes. Just the beginning. She tore a hole in space. There's a different reality. Hmm. Leading into ours. Oh, what reality is that? <sighs> Breathing. What are you prepared to do? I'm invincible. Your powers only make me stronger. So you can't be matched. You can't be controlled. For one last fight. Ah, oh, <laughs> what the hell? Why? Why? Fight. 
Oh, this stupid thing. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's not happening. You cannot protect your people. You can stand tall. Oh, oh stand cameo. <laughs> They're here. They should. <laughs> The Marvels, rated PG-13. Uh-oh. Monica, you gotta fly. No, no, no. I... Black Girl Magic! Did he just say Black Girl Magic? Oh, good lord. Yikes. All right. You didn't... Huh. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, you know. Yeah. That's a line. I mean, fine. Sure. Ah, Tessa Thompson. They just ruined that cameo. They ruined the Tessa Thompson cameo. (laughs) That's how desperate. That's how desperate they are. That's how desperate they are right there. Whoo, they had to do that. They had to show, they had, they totally just spoiled the cameo. They spoiled the cameo. That's how bad it is. But yeah, and then of course, they have to always end it with some kind of joke. And you have Nick Fury now yelling black girl magic. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Woo. All right. Man. All right. Well, I mean, this, the, the, the trailer was like, all right, this is like showing seriousness. It's, you know, the VFX, some of it looked a little bit more polished than others. But then it just got, ugh. Then it just got, ugh. And then just Tessa, you showing Tessa Thompson? <laughs> oh, God, what's her name? What's her name in there? Somebody tell me what's her name. I'm like, I was trying to remember, like, exactly what, what uh, her name is. Because, you know, the movies that she was in were forgettable. Um, but, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, um, it's not going to, eh. I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to give my honest review. But it's just not... Uh, Valkyrie, thank you, thank you, Valkyrie. Oh man, that's just that. That's rough. That that was that was rough. That was a little bit rough right there, because like I said, it started off like okay, this is cutting to a good trailer, but then everything started to be like so much like that where you were like almost they were almost cutting off like dialogue. It seemed in that trailer, and then it just like okay, you're doing that. Oh man, oh man. We'll see what happens though. But yeah. I'm not, I mean, it still hasn't really made me even more excited. No, really has not. Sadly, not. Not, not. All right, guys. There we go. <laughs> Man, whatever. Hey, you know, I, you know, power to the marketing crew. They're trying all they can. They are trying all they can do. They really are. They're, 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 uh, they're trying their best. They're trying their best to uh, really just um, market that movie the best they can, I guess you could say. So props to them. They're doing everything they can. They really are. So anyways, all right, time for Twitter questions. See what everybody has to say over here in the Twitter sphere. All right, we got Brad right here. So with the latest update on the strike, I bet the air cut and theatrical runs for Zack Snyder's Justice League and Rebel Moon are looking pretty damn good right about now, huh? Well, I mean, I was saying, like, when it came to Rebel Moon, 
Rebel Moon in theaters, everybody. Well, looks like that might actually be happening, according to. Let's see if I can find it here. Where's that at? I had the that up, up, up there. It is according. Well, no, that's not it either. Where the hell? I have so many tabs open. My God, where's it? There we go. According to Binged, Netflix is planning to release Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon in theaters before its streaming debut. And then it tags Netflix, India, and just Netflix. So fingers crossed that it's actually happening. Is it actually happening? Maybe. Please, for the love of God. Because we need, I mean, when it comes to, you know, the two comic book movies that are coming out in the movie theaters, let's face it, a lot of us are not very much excited for it. But we're very much excited for Rebel Moon. So put it on the big screen possible. You know, I want to see it on the biggest screen possible. I just do. So please, please, please let this be true. Fingers, toes, eyes, balls crossed. My God. All right. Where was I? Was I right there? I don't even know. Ah. <sighs> Uh, was I over here? That's right. Here we are. Okay, we're back. All right. Phil, what uh, kind of Easter eggs, nods will tie Rebel Moon and Army of the Dead together? I'm personally leaning towards the robotic zombies, yep, or the blue liquid that bursts out of the... Yeah, that's that's where I'd go too. Yeah, that's exactly where I would go as well. I mean, the fact that there's... There's robots, there's aliens, there's just, uh, uh, you know, the safes were considered like a certain type of portal. So there's that. Yeah, there's just going to be those. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of safe, some kind of safe in Rebel Moon also. I mean, I would not be surprised if we see a safe, a big round door, something. Yeah, I just would not be surprised if we see that too. Eric, hey, Dave. Now that Halloween season is over, what's your lineup for films to watch for Thanksgiving? Obviously, there's planes, trains, and automobiles, and Eli Ross finally made uh, that slasher flick, that tease in the grindhouse. But any movies beyond those two? Uh, no. I really don't. I mean, when it comes to Thanksgiving movies, I don't really think about it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really get into the hol- Halloween season this year. Um, last year I did. I dressed up. Uh, me and Miss Nighthawk, we dressed as Wayne and Garth, which was uh, fun. But uh, we didn't do anything this year, and I really, I didn't watch really any horror movies this year. I don't know. I just did not get into the Halloween spirit this year. I don't know why. I mean, I had a lot of things going on, and I just really just did not. I didn't, I didn't uh, watch really. I, I don't think I really watched many movies and everything like that too when it came to that. So. But, yeah, Thanksgiving. There needs to be more Thanksgiving movies. But, yeah, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving movie, I'm definitely going to watch that. Edward. Hey, Dave, I'm wondering if James Gunn is going to tease something at the end of Creature Commandos for the bigger DCU future. We will know by next year. Yeah, I'm I don't I'm not surprised. I, he probably it. I, yeah, I think something's going to be teased. Slade. Hi, Dave. Do you think there will ever be a biopic made about Zack Snyder with an actor playing the part of him and the story revolving around his life and the behind the scenes drama of JL? If so, who should do it? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know who should do it. Me. Just kidding. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a documentary about it. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if then that would turn into an actual movie. Why not? 
But, uh, yeah, I don't know who would actually do it. It probably wouldn't happen for, you know, years from now or a decade from now. But, yeah, I think there will be a documentary. And from what I gathered, from what I've heard, is, like, people have pitched doing a documentary about the whole Snyder Cut stuff. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an actual, I mean, it's like the, that series that has to do with The Godfather uh, that had, uh, what's his name, Miles Teller play the lead. I still haven't watched it yet, but I, I, know, I know Scott said he was, he raved about it and all that stuff. But there's always, there's always going to be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a series because, you know, a lot of things that were happening there. But yeah, I think eventually there will be something when it comes to all that drama, for sure. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question one. With Creature Commandos and Penguin both still coming out next year, which will be more successful and which are you looking forward to the most? The Penguin. I think the Penguin will be... Uh, I think Creature Commandos has a potential to be pretty successful. It does. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the Penguin more than uh, Creature Commandos. A Marvel, uh, uh, question two, the, with Marvel Spotlight, do you see MCU having a chance to return to greatness? Yes. And I almost forgot to talk about that. I did almost forget to talk about that when it came to the Marvel Spotlight. What was the Marvel? Okay, hold on a sec. Let me, uh, let me do a search here. Marvel Spotlight. Hold on. Yeah. So there was this right here. And again, this is just Marvel Studios growing up, which is what we want to see. And this is a step in the right direction. Absolute step in the right direction when it comes to Marvel Studios. You know, with the R-rated content that's coming, that's coming out, step in the right direction. But this seems like it's also a step in the right direction, which is Marvel Spotlight, the MCU's new label. These projects will focus on more grounded Character-driven stories with street-level stakes. And here's a little tease opening intro right here. Simple. Simple and to the point. Just a title, nothing more. I like that. Nothing wrong with that. So, I like that. So, ah. Sorry, my, uh. Computer's acting like a weirdo right now. Oh, my God. Come on. Jesus. That's, I don't know. I have, like I said, too many tabs open, so it was just, like, going a little too crazy. I left out quite a bit of a description. I was just reading that description right there. What what was, there was more? What's quite a bit? Let me see. Let's see this. All right. So Marvel Spotlight is a new MCU label that will focus on bringing more grounded character driven stories on the screen with street level stakes from larger. OK, Spotlight Projects will have a musical fanfare intro composed by Michael Giacchino. OK, do you want to send it to me, plush? <laughs> Since Marvel Spotlight is an offshoot, does I'm, I'm trying to see like what it is here. Okay, so Marvel Spotlight has been announced. It's a banner for upcoming grounded, character-driven. Echo is the first project. Okay, Echo is the first project. Or you could just mention it in there, too. Okay, so it says right here, Spotlight, a banner for certain upcoming projects that are more grounded. Okay, I keep seeing the same thing. Marvel Studios head streaming uh, Brad Winderbaum. 
just like comic fans, just like comics fans didn't uh, need to read Avengers or Fantastic Four to enjoy a Ghost Rider spotlight comic, our audience doesn't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's happening in Maya's story. So there you go. There you go. So there's more of that. All right. Is is there still more? Uh, Marvel Studios needs Punisher to be a Marvel. Okay. So as announced, character driven. I mean, I think the 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 main thing is that it's grounded in stories. So that's that's the main thing I'm seeing right there. Okay. There you go. So that's the part you're referring to. Okay. You made it seem like you said like there's quite a bit. Don't say. Don't do the hyperbole thing where you say there is a quite a bit more. I'm like, all right, that's not quite a bit. There was just a little bit more. All right? No hyperbole. That's all. Because I was like, oh, there's quite a bit more? Was there a whole, like, huge, like, thing I should read off? No, there wasn't. It was just a little bit more. A little bit more. Not quite a bit. All right. Anyways, all right, back to the questions. (laughs) Uh, Creature Commandos, all right, with Marvel Spotlight, yeah, greatness. Yeah, this should be good. So there you go, darkness. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, I mentioned a while back that Rebel Moon would be awesome in theaters. And last week I saw some posts about it, but the movie posters still say only on Netflix. So will it be in theaters? That is the uh, ultimate question because there's no, like, it's not like Zach until Zach has said anything, you know, we don't know for sure. It might be happening. It sounds like it could be happening. Hopefully it does happen. Hopefully. Hopefully it does happen. All right. And then finally, Devon Wooter. Hello, Dave. I just uh, just watched, of course, X-Men First Class. What's your favorite scene from X-Men? I mean, there's so many. And, the, you know, so many Magneto scenes that are in that are uh, in X-Men First Class. You know, uh, and then, uh, like, obviously, the when he's sitting down, like, that, that scene where he's sitting down with the, you know. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah, there's just so many. When it comes to that, I mean, I, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, certain details. And, of course, Magneto lifting the, the uh, submarine when he flicked the rocket. Yeah, there's just so many good things in there. That's why it was – it stands out. X-Men First Class stands out to all the rest. It really does. It really does a good job of standing out. So, Oh, yeah, I'm joking. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you – I'm just – hey, I'm just busting you balls – plush look what lane says lane knows i bust lane's balls all the time but i still love the guy come on now you're good you're good it was just kind of like what there's quite a bit ah and then i was like oh, okay there's just a little bit more you're good you're good now thank you for actually saying that because there was more there actually was more to talk about there was more to talk about when it came to uh when it came to what was being said when it came to that marvel spotlight but i think that's the right approach that they should they, that they should take right there so yeah, so there you go, guys. All right. So I think we're good, right? Nothing else, no other trailers. Everything good. I think uh, we're going to wrap up this stream right here. I think we are definitely good. I think we're definitely good. Oh, uh, you see, but it, Lane, you say stuff like that. You say girl sucks. That's where I'm going to block you. That's where I'm going to block you, man. Okay, come on, man. Come on. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me. Make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Wednesday, of course, I'll be doing a a members-only stream. So if you want to be part of that, become a member, become part of the family. Uh, I will be doing an exclusive podcast on the Patreon tomorrow. So if you want to subscribe to that, support the channel, support uh, extra content. 
go ahead and do that. Subscribe to the Patreon. Everything's provided down below. And I uh, love you guys. I'll see you guys. I'll see you members on Wednesday. And like I said, when it comes to the Vodka stream this Friday, um, it'll be, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, there's something that's happening on Friday that i uh, very much looking forward to and should be fun and should be uh, something cool. So, all right, guys. Love you. You guys have a good rest of your night. Talk to you later.